here with another episode of Origins from Art of Dental Marketing with a dentist that I've been following on social media for probably a couple of years now after hearing your praises from Dr. Dave Rice, who's a really good friend, uh, Dr. Bianco Vallejo, who practices in, in Las Vegas. And I mean, you're, you're always doing the mom thing, you're doing the entrepreneur thing, you're doing the speaker thing, you're doing uh, mentorship and training. I mean, you and your husband are always, I saw you guys at like the Stanley Cup finals and like you guys are always, I mean, you make, you make me tired just watching your social media feed, but um, honored to have you on. Like I know, you know, we've kind of touched base randomly through some connections over the years, but really glad to have you. And uh, I know you have a really unique story as well of how you ended up where you are starting, you know, I, if I remember right, you're from New York, right? Yeah. And then you went to school, like we were just talking about before we started recording, you went to school in my, one of my favorite cities, which was out in Boston, ended up in Nevada. You got your husband who's doing the music thing. You're kicking butt at the entrepreneurial thing. So just kind of take us on the journey of, of how you got to where you are, how you amassed such a big social media following. Really just, I mean, you have so much stuff to share. So so feel free to, to take us on that journey with you. Oh, thanks, Sean. Thanks um, for having me on here to share my story. Um, well, I, I'm originally from New York, as you mentioned. I'm the first person in my family to become a dentist. And I think most people who enter dentistry know that it's truly a an apprenticeship type of profession, you know? And so, um, but me being the first in my family, I didn't really have... I had to pave the way. I, I didn't know how to apply. And so I was really thankful for um, organizations, pre-dental society clubs, um, and just different dentists and student dentists along the way willing to answer my questions and show me how I can get from point A to point B. And I did make it. I finally, you know, I from um, from undergrad to dental school and graduating. And, um, you know, I got linked up when I was in dental school with Pacific Dental Services. And um, what really attracted me to that group was that a lot of the dentists that I had connected with over there had similar backgrounds to me. Um, you know, we're not legacies. Um, and so I didn't have a practice that I was going to inherit, inherit. So I was thankful that there was this group that was able to take dentists who are ambitious, young, train them, and then allow them the opportunity to open their own startup practices um, with the technology that I've always dreamed of having. And so that's what landed me in Las Vegas. And, um, you know, I got paired up with a wonderful associate, uh, oh, sorry, mentor doctor who was willing to take me on as an associate, show me the ropes, you know, and um, that's sort of what landed me. Now my passion is mentorship because I know I couldn't be here without people showing me the way, um, teaching me um, all, all the steps that I needed to do. And so now I, throughout the years, I've been practicing eight, I've been graduated eight years now, um, practice owner for seven years now. And um, along the way, I've been able to mentor um, multiple associate dentists into partners, um, you know, even a, a, a dental assistants into going into dental hygiene school, dental, dental school, and even, um, you know, front office who wants to grow in leadership and become office managers or dental assistants into lead dental assistants. And it's been so cool. And um, yeah, I mean, that's a little bit of overview, but we can dive deeper into any part of that. Absolutely. How did so how did you and Dr. Rice connect? Or were you a part of Ignite or did you do anything with Ignite or how did that happen? 
Great question. So I remember that he came to Tufts Dental School as a speaker. And I, I, I loved everything he had to say because um, unlike the traditional classes, he really taught us a lot about real world dentistry. And so I, I was following, you know, I've been a fan of his. And then um, I think that was before Instagram time. And so then um, 2018, I joined Instagram and um, I started doing, uh, creating videos, these educational and entertaining videos. So that's sort of my claim to fame, um, one minute of fame. But, <laughs> and so I made these educational videos and um, one day I saw that he liked one of my videos and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. Like someone that I look up to admire. So I started following him and I reached out and I said, hey, thanks for liking one of my videos. I remember when you went to school, like I'd love the opportunity to collaborate. So a single DM turned into this great friendship and, you know, um, I view him as one of my mentors too, which is great. And so um, once we connected, I got involved with Ignite DDS and, um, you know, he's come out to Vegas to teach me and, uh, and my associates. And so it's been a really great relationship. Yeah, he's, he's definitely become, you know, one of my favorite people in dental. We've, we've struck up a friendship too, but um, I've, I've similar story with Dave. I mean, it's, I knew who he was obviously entering dental marketing and, and I always joke cause you know, he's really not really a fan of like dental marketers or just people reaching out. And I bugged him legit for like two years. I'm just like, Hey man, like let's hop on a call. Let's hop on a call. Let's talk. And, uh, now, you know, being a, a partner with Ignite, it's, it's such a cool organization. And, you know, I love that you didn't, you know, you, you really paved your own way, which is really cool because a lot of the students we meet, I mean, they graduate and they just, it's like, they don't, they don't really know what the next step is or, you know, finding mentors. Like we had Dave on the show yesterday, we actually filmed uh, Dave's origin story, but oh, wow. how would you, how would you encourage a dental student to, to approach somebody in terms of finding a mentor or, you know, somebody that, like Dave for you, somebody that you look up to or they look up to, like, how would you encourage them? Like, say somebody follows you and they want to reach out to you for a mentorship or maybe just to do a quick video chat. Like, how would you recommend to a student to find and pursue a mentor effectively? Absolutely. I mean, I'm really big on just shooting your shot. You know, so absolutely, I, th that's what I did. I was just like, let me just DM them. Um, and so, of course, sometimes those DMs get filtered and people don't see them, but. Um, you know, then try to find different ways, contact information. I mean, um, we, you have to be very resourceful in this day and age. I remember even being a dental student and I was looking for career opportunities. And again, LinkedIn wasn't really as big or Instagram wasn't as big. So you didn't have as much access, but I'll go on websites. I'll look on the Rolodex. Okay. Where's the, <laughs> where's the email address that I can send out an email at the end of the day? I mean, um, you have to ask and then you'll receive. And then from there, um, you know, some people may not be interested in it might not go anywhere. I have stories of that. I've reached out, Hey, you want me to, will you be my mentor? And then maybe we have an email back and forth and nothing really becomes because mentorship's also a relationship. So I, I can everything to like dating truly because relationships is just getting to know some, someone. So it's about that connection. And I think when someone sees something in you and you equally see someone in something in them, then it can flourish into a nice mentor mentee relationship, but you just have to reach out and then um, be genuine, state your intention. And I would say, don't get discouraged and, and follow up. Um, you know, you can't just expect someone who's, you know, especially an 
in that if you're in the mentor position, usually they're busy. So you can't just expect them to also, you know. Um, so just this morning, I had a mentee call and I, I appreciate she reaches out every so often. And, um, you know, you, she's a super genuine person from Tufts Dental School. I love Tufts. So many connections come out of there. And um, she just reached out and every so often, you know, we, we, we connect on the phone. And um, I appreciate that it's also the relationship isn't always one sided. I mean, it seems like it's kind of kind of taken as maybe like an honor for somebody to ask you to be a mentor. And this is something that I was turned on to later in life. I wish earlier in my career that I would have sought out mentors because it saves you from so many problems. Mm -hmm. um, it saves you from making a ton of mistakes. And really anybody that's listening that just kind of feels maybe lost instead of turning into a book or turning inward, use social media to reach out to the people maybe that you think are going to say no. And there are a lot of doctors that are at midpoint and beyond in their careers. I've met doctors that like they almost want to pass their like it's their legacy. Like they want to pass the knowledge and the experience on. So <laughs> outside of everything you're doing in terms of the practicing, busy home life, you got small kids, you guys are always doing something. Your husband's in a band, which is even crazier just because uh I was in a band way back in the day and actually we were Instagramming one night and I saw your husband and I was like, man, he looks so familiar and looked back in the archives and we actually played a show together like mm -hmm. 2009 or 10. It was something like that. Um, and hold on. I have the date. So oh, you do? You do have I the date? I do. I do. So my husband's band has crashed midnight. And so um, it was 2010 or nine. Okay. Um, and I know, vivid, so I got, no, 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 actually, no, later than that. Sorry, 2013. Actually. Okay. The reason is, is because I graduated dental school in 2015. So it was the year before um, I graduated and I had, uh, Sean was going on tour and we were deeply in love and I didn't want to be without him for like six weeks. And so, sure. uh, and I knew this vividly because I had, we were doing our dental boards at the time. Okay. Oh, and so wow. going to school in Boston, there, everyone takes the New England regional board exam. And so the, one of the weekends of um, him being out of town and us being on tour was the week, like we were supposed to take our board exam. And that was one of the deciding factors why I foregoed um, taking the New England test. And I took the Western licensing board because it didn't interfere with us going on tour. <laughs> That's dedication. So, I love I it. I know. Well, you know, I looked everything up and at the time I was like, the states that I was considering practicing, um, they accepted the the REV, the Western Licensing Exam. Um, so I'm originally from New York and uh, I knew I, I wasn't going to go back to New York to practice because they would make you take a residency. You had to do some postgraduate education following dental school to go. And mm -hmm. again, me being deeply in love and ready to start my life, like, you know, I didn't want to be a forever student. And so, um, and Sean also being in a band, a rock and roll band, of course, like his dreams were to go to California and that's where we ended up landing in Vegas. So, so many stars aligned. And so, um, I, I, my first time ever going on tour. And so I was, ended up being like the, the, this tour manager or AKA the most responsible person yeah. on the bus. It was me yep. and um, five dudes, um, on a bus. And, um, I learned that band touring is basically like, um, truck driving. 
And um, I actually, I love my whole life outside of being a dentist because it teaches me a lot of skills that I've used as a dentist. So marketing, um, you know, fundraising, um, talking to people. Um, and so I, I joke that I made more money than the band on that tour because I would stand by the table to sell merchandise. And then we'd also have like a gas bucket so people can give us tips. And so just by me talking and being one of the only young women at a you know metal rock concert <laughs> yeah yeah well it's, so, it's, it was so it's fun good the, memories were you at that show so were you there that night when we yes, played that which, show um, okay where were we in um nebraska it yeah probably something it's always fun to connect with people that have been on tour because it's everybody thinks oh my gosh it's so much fun and the show is fun but everything yes. else is not fun yeah. The travel is exhausting. That's actually why I quit. I mean, I, I fell in love with marketing. That's, that's where I knew like, this is what I want to do. But as you start to get older and the road just gets longer and yeah. I'm dating myself here, but really it was like the MySpace days kind of. And so you yeah. know, you're seeing your friends getting married and having kids and like you're gone and you're missing birthdays and you're missing all this stuff. It really starts to not be fun anymore. And we had been gone for. I couldn't even tell you how long. I mean, it'd been months and months and months. And I'll never forget the night that I was like, you know what, I'm done. And yeah, I, I had fun. It was really, you know, I'm glad that I had the opportunity to do that. I feel like I have a deeper appreciation for the music, the craft, and it is very hard. Um, and uh, yeah, no, no, that, those are such great memories. <laughs> it's funny. And, and I love that you experienced it because I hardly ever can talk to people about this. My favorite moments on tour were never playing. It's the sunrises in the middle of the desert when there's nobody around and you just happen to be at a gas station in literally the middle of nowhere or just the, the beauty and, and the country when you're out. Uh, but just those little moments that a lot of people don't get, it was, it was such a cool experience. So that's awesome yeah. that you got to experience it too. I think, yeah. So. Back to dentistry, uh, we could divert on music probably. All I was night, thinking but... the same exact thing. I'm like, we should have a whole separate episode <laughs> about music. I, I love, you know, that's such a my alter ego. I, I, I um, but I, I love having just um, a very, um, a diverse eclectic life with you know like oh, the activities that I do. But I think it makes it just you know like because I'm not your average dentist, and um, you know dentistry is so much about relationships and people. So no one Definitely. wants to go talk to you to talk about dentistry. So when I can talk to my patients about music or cars or sports or you know their families, so it's just nice that I have different ways to connect with people. See, and that right there is, is such a cornerstone of why ADM exists, the story-based marketing, that's it. Like, I, it took me a while to learn that selling dentistry isn't about dentistry. It's about the doctor. It's about their personality. It's about their likes and interests and connection with their patient base because the patient, you know, everybody talks about the clinical aspects and, and all that. But most patients, they, it's just, do I like this person or not? Really, it's, it's that simple. I, it, that's and that's the beauty totally like I mean the more that we become connected I mean especially in dental dental really is a small industry obviously you know everyone's connected to Dr. Rice or everyone someone came from Tufts or someone <laughs> you know so. so back to the mentorship thing because I know that's such a big part of drives you um, what is it like in terms of being a mentor so we talked about going after the mentor that you need what would you say is advice you could give to a doctor that maybe does want to mentor somebody, but they don't know how to start or they don't know, do you have like a curriculum that you've put together or do you just kind of wing it based on wherever they're at in their career and whatever that issue would be? 
great question. I'm highly organized, so I definitely have like, you know, a whole flow of everything that I do with my doctors, but I've learned so much along the way. Um, one thing that I'm thankful for, for having such a big practice, because I, I realize that just because you're a dentist doesn't mean you've also had the opportunity to ever hire an associate, but my office is, for, I, I hired my first associate um, like six months after opening my first practice. And so ever since, and I've been in practice, I've been a practice owner for seven years. So you can imagine I've already been through at least seven associates and maybe someone in a smaller practice, maybe they only ever get one in their lifetime. So I realize that sometimes, um, mentorship, they don't have the opportunity to ever learn. So, um, for me, if I can share some of my learnings of being a mentor, um, I've learned that you have to find a good mentee. Um, I found that it's uh, great. You really want to find someone that you have a good rapport with, you know, because if you if they don't trust you and they don't believe in you, like then they're not going to listen to anything that you have to say. And you're just going to butt heads. Um, so I've learned to hire people that I really like because um, you do spend a lot of time together. And then you just for me, mentorship, I, I just take such an investment in 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 the people that I bring into my team, like truly, I, I treat them like an extension of my family. And like to that, I invite them over for Thanksgiving. If they don't have people to spend their holidays with, like that's the level of like how much I value these relationships. So of course it's work. Um, and primarily it's around dentistry, but also my mentorship style. I was, I, I've learned it, it's going to be whatever you want it to be, but you know, because dentistry is um, our livelihood. It's supposed to support us being able to have families and support us to, you know, pursue our passions. Like I've also expanded my mentorship beyond the walls of the the dental office to, you know, if you want financial advice, like I have student loans, I'm happy to share with you what I've been able to do to build my own wealth, you know, or you want to start a family, I have a family and I'm happy to share with you. So, um, you know, mentorship, I would say, if you are looking to do it, you have to be open and comfortable being vulnerable. And, um, you know, cause that's, that's hard for, like, I've learned it's hard too, because, you know, in, in my different mentors, sometimes I think they, you think that your mentee expects you to be perfect, but they're not perfect. And so if you're not open if, to sharing your mistakes or shortcomings, because you don't want to expose yourself as being imperfect, then no one's going to learn. Right. You know, so I'm very comfortable sharing with them everything that how all the lessons I've learned, all the hard lessons, so that way hopefully they don't have to make those mistakes. And um, it's been really cool because I have developed two partners, um, associates are turned partners, turned families. One of my um, partners, she calls me her big sister, which is like the biggest honor. And so like, it's just been super cool to see them take the lessons that I've shown them. And now they've been able to achieve success faster or grow their practices faster than I have. And so I would just say, you know, find a good relationship, be afraid, don't be afraid to be open and honest and um, be patient. I would say too, um, as someone who has high expectations, um, you know, it's easy to get frustrated. Like, how do you not know that? But then I try to remind myself, like when I first started, I was super clueless. So like, you know, they're already better than me when I first started. So just having that um, humility and self-awareness be like, okay, we all had to start somewhere and like remind yourself, there's a reason you pick them to be your mentee. So don't get discouraged as well because anyone learning to ride a bike is going to fall down. Yeah. I struggle with that too. I, do you have a rosebud moment or, or a cornerstone moment when maybe you wanted to throw in the towel or you thought this isn't really what I signed up for? Where, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, or do you have multiple moments maybe where that happened? I mean, regularly? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
I mean, being, you know, the last four years have been super trying. Mm-hmm. Having two kids, I, 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 and I have to give myself some grace because I think that, you know, you re, you hear sometimes that like women are expected to, you know, have the business and act, but, and then raise their kids as if they don't have, they're a stay at home mom, but then have the business and act as if they don't have a family. And it's like, it, you, I feel a lot of strain and pull and like, it's hard. And um, plus then like, you know, um, we don't talk about it as much, I don't think, but, and not, thankfully social media brings a lot more attention to like postpartum, but like your hormones are just raging. And so I'm just like, what's going on here? Plus then, you know, the sleep deprivation that comes like the last four years have been super, super trying. Um, but so of course I'm just like, and then I'm like, Sean, let's sell the, my Sean, not you, Sean. Yeah, my husband, Sean. <laughs> I'm like, let's sell the practice. I, you know, we, we, we can pay off all our debts with the practice, start fresh. I want to be a yoga instructor. That's my, nice. my daydream um, job if I weren't. Uh, and so, but you know, he, then he reminds me, you went to school for this. You took on debt for this. And then the other reminder though, too, is sometimes just a perspective shift that it's like, um, my, but one of my best friends is a, my personal trainer. So like, I told, I love fitness. You said, you see me like punching bags and things like mm. that. And so, you know, you think that the grass is greener, like as if other professions have it easier, but she runs her own business. You know, she does, she has to find clients. She needs to market herself. She has to manage her books, you know? And so you just remind yourself that. And anything you do is going to be hard. And part of the reason that things are so difficult is also because of my expectations of standards. Like I want things to be excellent. I want everything to be great. So, you know, I think when I, and then I just remind myself of like, why did I start? And I love patience. I love what I do. Um, and then I think just trying to like work on yourself and give yourself that grace and like whatever support you need, whether it's, you know, therapy and night out, self-care, you know, like, cause life is just hard. Well, I always stress on these episodes, all the doctors that you look up to, all the people that you follow, they've gone through low, low, low lows that you probably can't ever imagine. And some of the stories people have shared on here, you're the fourth episode. But some of the stories people have already shared on here, like I had no idea they were carrying that. I had no idea that they had ever felt like that because you would never know externally that that's what they went through. And so I think it is cool. I'm hoping that as people share their origin story, everybody in, in the industry just kind of sees this as a movement and sees this as like, hey, we all struggle together. We all succeed together. Mm-hmm. Dave always says that together we rise thing. The same kind of thing. It's, you know, you do what you do. I do what I do. If we can connect people everything always seems to come full circle, whether, you know, you meet somebody 10 years ago playing a show in the middle of Nebraska and you guys end up doing a podcast again later. It's just, it's funny how things always work out, but to the doctors or to the entrepreneurs out there listening that maybe you're in a low point or you feel like I don't want to do this or I can't do this. Like know that all the people you look up to probably feel or have totally. the exact same way. No, I know. I mean, especially as someone who's big, or on social media, big. I'm not even that big, but you know what I mean? I'm active you in social have, media. Yes, you are. You're, you're <laughs> modest. Yeah, you are. 
But, um, you know, I think it's really hard, like, you know, and so I have to do so many check-ins because I'm like, wow, they're posting so much content. They're growing. Like I've had to take a pause on oral health minute mostly because like I am managing a lot. And so I've had to check in with myself multiple times. Like what's my priority. And as much as I love making those videos, educating the public and, and, and being engaged in social media, it's like, well, I have a second kid. I have a practice. I have obligations to my mentees and my partners, you know? So that had to take um, a backseat. So just checking in and knowing like, you know, everyone struggles. Um, you know, there was a big moment for me that I will share. Um, and I, as you know, I love working out. And I, everyone always who knows me knows that like I'm a really positive person, and so um, you know I was starting to feel like just drained, stressed, like you know hard to wake up, and um, you know my trainer was like <laughs> told me you should start running because it's good for weight loss cardio, you know get ripped for the summer. I was like, all right, got it. And so I started running and um, I don't like to run with music, especially because it's hard to you know deal with the headphones. So I run with my own thoughts. And I remember this was a few months ago. So this is like, I just got over a season of like down. So mm -hmm. to see me on up and I'm really happy that you caught me at this time so I can share. But, um, I knew I was so down because I was running and, um, normally I'm always, I can do it. You got this, but I was running and uh, I was like, in my head, I was like, you can't, I can't do this. I want to give like it was negative thoughts going through my head. And I was like, it's one thing for me to feel negative at work because you sometimes you feel like that's normal. You eventually get to a point and you, you deal with it every day. You're like, this is normal. It's going to be a crazy day. You're going to deal with crazy patients. Um, but the fact that it started to permeate into like my happy place, which is working out. And then I was starting to feel like I can't do it that's when I knew I had to make a change. So it was a really big wake up call. And so um, I started, I downloaded this app, it's called Headway. And I've been doing, cause I'm not good at reading books, but I love the book summaries and I can read all my favorite inspirational books, self-help books, um, whatever it is that I want to focus on. And you know, it is stop scrolling because sometimes as again as much as i'm like please like and comment my page and all my posts it's like you need to learn when to take a step back if it's not serving you and so that has been i've been like so much in a better headspace and focusing on me and it's funny that, that you talked about headway that is that the um is that i'm trying to think there's so many is that the one that teaches you how to meditate is that that app no i think that's calm Headway, Call, that's right. yeah, but Headway is all over Instagram marketing. Oh my god, these I'm so susceptible to Instagram marketing. Anything that's like, yeah, let's buy it. Until one time, I bought something from a fake store and I never got it. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, uh, they do have those. There's like dupe stores. I thought it was a hydro flask store, and I was like, oh, this is too good to be true. How are you selling twenty dollar hydro flask when you know those are fifty dollars? But I bought one and I never got it, obviously. And so, just be wary about that, people. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, the Headway app, it's um, been really cool. It has um, book summaries. So and uh, so like right now I'm reading this book, The Power of Subconscious, but they have books like How to Win Friends and Influence People. Like any book that you want, they'll give you like a, a, a book, a summary that you can read in five to 10 minutes. And so some, unfortunately, that's sometimes that's awesome. all I have. But like even during my lunch break, it's just been like, you know, um, just good to recenter, um, read something, just again, not feel like you're on social media scrolling and comparing or feeling inadequate in different ways. Yeah. And comparison definitely is the, the thief of joy for sure. I, 
I struggle with all that too. And it's especially just entrepreneurship. It is a lonely journey. You're surrounded by people, but very few people really know what you're going through or know what it's like. And I went through that too early in my career where I was like, man, like, am I doing something wrong? Like, aren't I supposed to be like happy and feel like really good at what I do? And then I think it was Gary Vaynerchuk who he shared an image of like the life cycle of an entrepreneur. And it was like this, and it's like, I'm the best. This is awful. I'm the greatest entrepreneur in the world. I'm the worst person ever. And it just like goes through, but it was so true. And like, just hearing that and, and knowing that a guy like Gary Vaynerchuk obviously feels that. So knowing that those ups and downs are part of it, which again, you'd mentioned earlier, dentistry is big, but it's small. So, uh, Definitely check out the, the Headway app. There's another book too that I just finished. Um, I pretty much do Audible and then I have this app called Mentorist. I think it's another social media thing that got me. It was like 20 bucks for life, but it's similar kind of format. But there's a book called How to Train a Wild Ele Elephant. It's all about mindfulness. And just, uh, it's been amazing for me with that because I, I struggle with worrying about the future, sometimes too far into the future. And so this just brings it back to you know, just being in the moment, being where you are, being where your feet are. And it sounds like, oh my gosh, this is a giant waste of time, but it does so much for you. And I'm so glad that you've led into that because I, I want to start asking everybody on the show, and this is the last question, but what books are you reading? Like, what would you say, like, needs to be the nightstand list for folks? So like top, you can do top three if you want, or if you have something recent, like how to train a, a wild elephant, good book probably won't ever read it again, but it's really good. Uh, but like for me, like Atomic Habits is one of my all-time favorite books. Like I read that book all the time. Uh, James um, Clear, it's phenomenal. Um, Building a Story Brand is another one that I love. So do you have any like just cornerstone books that you're like, these are my go-to? And they don't even have to be Oh, specific. you know what? I mean, for sure, my one is, um, is it Angela Duckway Grit? Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I read the I, summary. I didn't read the book. <laughs> no, I, I love summaries too. Um, I love that book. I, I, you know, I think it totally resonates with me. Um, just because, you know, again, that's, that's how I got here. There's no handouts. It's just blood, sweat, tears, just knock and like, um, and, and keep asking and keep on <laughs> grinding it out. And it's that tenacity of never give up. And, uh, you know, and that's actually what I look, that's like the, best, best person to be a mentee, best person to partner with, best person to hire is someone who's super gritty. I'm a firm believer. I can teach, you know, we're all, if you want to, we can teach you anything or even myself, right? I'm a sponge. I learn anything. Um, but as long as you have that resiliency, you never give up. I mean, the sky's the limit for that person. So did, was the grit book, that mentality, you think kind of how you pulled yourself out of that tough season? Like you mentioned when, when you were jogging, did you just kind of force yourself through I, absolutely. I mean, I, I was like, you know, Sean, my husband, love him. Great. Having a great partner makes all the difference, but he, you know, he had to have a pep talk with me and, um, first and reminded me of that book. Um, I'm a big new England Patriots fan, specifically Tom Brady. He's my spirit animal, our spirit uh, athlete. I'm sorry. Oh don't hold it against me. But, you know, he was like, when I was down, he was like, you said you're Tom Brady. <laughs> he was like, you know, what would Tom Brady do? And he's like, remember, like, you um, you have the track record. You have the experience. Like, you are 
greater than what you're feeling right now. So, um, That's awesome. you know, I, it was Great really, it, it was so like what I needed, um, you know, cause I think, and for anyone that you're, you know, who goes through that self doubt, which it seems like everyone and is very mm -hmm. common. So it's just like, you know, you are more than what you're feeling in that moment. You know, you have a track record to prove that. And even if you don't, because you're just starting out, like I do, you trust yourself that you can do what it takes to take it to the next level. And like I said, I mean, it's hard work beats talent when talent refuse to work hard. Right. So right. I'm, I'm all about that because I, I'm not naturally gifted in anything. I just, you know, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just staying at it. I'm just winning the long game, <laughs> you know, that's, that's awesome. So who, who are you rooting for now that he's, he's retired? Are you still a Patriots fan? Okay. No, I mean, yes, a little okay. bit, just because, like, that's the home team for us. Yes, even though I'm from New York, I am an adopted New England fan because that's when I, where I learned all about sports. I did eight years in Boston, and I mm. married into a Boston family, so we're Boston sports. But Vegas has all the sports, too. Um, I mean, so in term, and so we're Raiders fans now, too. Oh, my um, gosh. I have got it. I got to let you <laughs> We got we got Mahomes Nation here. Why don't you, you guys just be Chiefs fans like everybody else? Patrick Mahomes is going to be. I the don't have any affiliation. Ever. I mean, but you know what? Like because of the football changes and everything like that, we are just really big hockey people. <laughs> got it. Vegas got it. Golden Knights, Boston Bruins, and my 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 kids are into hockey, which is so fun. Um, that's where I just came from before our podcast. My son is my four year old son is doing um skating lessons because they have a whole program. You have to learn to skate before you can learn to play. Um, and it's just so cool to watch him love it and and you know learn something new and get better each week. That is awesome. That's yeah. so cool. I didn't know that they started that young. That's really, really cool. Hockey's you know, not I really haven't... a thing here, but <laughs> what's that? Um, oh my gosh, I, I'm at. A, I don't know. I have a lapse in my my memory right now. But the ten thousand hours book. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that about. it takes ten thousand hours to be excellent at anything, and so. Um, Anyway, a popular popular author. I'm sorry, I'm losing my credibility right now as we speak. He wrote another book as well. But um, anyway, yeah, I know who you're so about, we're starting. Um, we're starting Billy. Uh, he's been doing hockey for almost a year now, or ice skating for over a year now. They can they enroll you as early as three years old. <laughs> wow, and is that future, that future Olympian in training? It's the tiger mom and me. Absolutely, or at least just. <laughs> play hockey. I mean, I, I've only been to one hockey game. I went to a Blackhawks game. Gosh, I couldn't remember. 2017, maybe. A lot of fun. Didn't understand what was going on, but I'm, I'm trying to get into it. I've got a couple of friends out in your neck of the woods that have said, you know, hockey's like the coolest thing ever, and it's way better than football, which, you know, we'll see. But you guys always look like you're having a blast every, every time you guys are at a game. No, we're so lucky. Um, I love Vegas. Um, Vegas has been so great for me and my husband and his career. Um, who would have known? Like, you know, I'm coming from New York. Like, when you're in New York, you're brainwashed to think that New York's the best state ever. Like, because, I mean, it is, and it's in all the movies, but, like, coming to Vegas, man, I swear it tops New York. It truly, Vegas is a city that never sleeps 24 hours. Um you know, and now that all the sports are coming here tax free, oh man! And like, I live in the suburbs, and it's you get like some nice suburban vibes, but then the city's fifteen minutes away. Oh my god, I can go on and on. But we, there's never a shortage of things for us to do. Great place to raise our family. Great place to have a business, obviously. Um, so very, very thankful that the stars aligned to bring me here. 
That's awesome. And it, it's cool to see all that you're doing. You know, feel free to let people know how to get in touch with you. Obviously, there's probably people that follow you on the social media uh, scene here listening, but I know you've got all kinds of things that you're up to uh, in terms of the mentorship things. Uh, you're doing coaching or you're getting ready to launch some some courses like do I remember that right? Yeah, I do a lot of different things. Um, so um, you can follow me on Instagram at dr.biancavaleo. Um, I'm always happy to chat. Um, you know, because of all the connections that I've made on social media, my friends and I, who are also social media influencers in Vegas, um, Dr. Audrey Cruz and um, Cassandra um at Cassandra Cares. <laughs> but anyway, so we are starting um, Vegas Influential Professional Social Club. And so it's a meetup for professionals in Vegas, um, but not limited to the healthcare industry. So that's what's really cool about Vegas as well. I mean, I think that it's a connections-based town. So, you know, anyone who's a professional, we already have people RSVP'd, accountants, um, physicians, um, you know, business exec, bank executives, um, healthcare executives. So it's not limited to just healthcare, um, but just to expand our circle, network, grow. Um, you know, we have pre-professional students. So my dental students, if you're in the neighboring town, like, please come join us. Our first event's going to be August 31st. I know, you know, we're hopefully trying to do this quarterly, maybe build up monthly. Um, but, you know, a phone call is great, but nothing better than that face-to-face -face interaction and, you know, exchange and just get good advice over a cocktail and, you know, some Absolutely. direction. And we'll, um, we'll make sure we'll post links to everything and we'll, we'll try to promote it as much as we can too. I've got, I've actually got a couple of friends who are doing a startup out that way too. I just spoke out there. I don't remember, but I think it was April. Uh, the sphere thing wasn't working yet. I saw it and was like, what the heck is that thing? Um, have you guys seen it yet? Did you guys go see it yet? I've seen it as I've been driving, but not up close, but yeah, yeah. It's so it's um, popular all over the internet right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. Well, I didn't know that's what it was. I thought it was just like a, like Mad Max, like crazy cage of some sort or UFC thing or something, but. Um, I'll definitely let them know too, but yeah, for, you know, if you're a young doctor in the area, events like this are where, where it happens. And like, mm -hmm. you really, you really can't beat sitting down with an accountant or sitting down with somebody in, in that kind of an environment to, to build those connections. Cause like, what would you say when you came out of school, what were your main, like your most important relationships to forge? Was it, um, like CPA attorney, do, do you have like your list of people that you hired in an order or how did that work? Mm, good question. Um, obviously, we talked about the mentor. You need like your professional mentor and coach. Um, from there, um, financial advisor. Financial advisor. Once you start making a little bit of money. Um, but I didn't do that right out of school. You know, honestly, like um, because I needed to like start my whole life. Like I, people did encourage me to meet with a financial advisor right away. And they're like, Oh, you should start investing. I'm like, I don't have $500 right now. Yes. I'm a doctor, but like, I'm still just, and I moved cross country. So I, I had a lot of debt acquired just to get settled. So, um, but once you start settling in and, you know, having a steady patient flow, um, for sure, financial advisor, um, just cause you know, you just don't want your money just sitting in your checkings account and, you know, there's better places for it to grow. Um, so I would say there. So you heard it here first. Shoot your shot. <laughs> Go for the mentor you want. Get a financial advisor when you start making a little bit of money. Maybe consider Vegas. If you are in the Vegas area, 
check out? Is it just VIP social club or how do, how do mm -hmm. people find that? Okay. Yeah. So we're on Instagram. Um, we just launched it literally just a few days ago. Um, but already so much interest. So it was super cool. Um, people even said they want to come from like out of state. I'm like, okay, cool. Come meet up. Um, but, uh, so VIP social club and definitely feel free to message me at Dr. Bianca Vallejo. Um, I love mentorship and, um, I'm always looking for great people to join me and my team and, um, you know, uh, because I do have a growing practice. We just expanded my office in um, February. I went from 3,000 square feet to 6,000 square feet. Um, really big. But, and, you know, my dad was like, make sure that they don't lose that, um, you know, homey feel. You don't want patients to feel overwhelmed. Like, no, trust me, it's still very concierge. Um, it's just like every person has their own little space now and we're not on top of each other. It's just so we can have some breathing room. But um, but that means more space for, for me to bring on mentees. So if you're looking, um, please let me know. Well, Dr. Vallejo, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I know this format is a little is a little foreign from most, but thank you for, for sharing everything you shared tonight, all the wisdom, uh, cool life experience, life stories. Always love to hear them. Um, again, you know, we'll put everything in the, the notes of this podcast in terms of how to get a hold of Dr. Vallejo. If you have a question or want to reach out and for some reason you can't find her, you can always reach out to me. That's just story-based dental marketing on Instagram, or you can email me, Sean at Art of Dental Marketing. Uh, I spell it S-E-A-N, Sean at Art of Dental Marketing. And I can definitely uh, get you guys in touch with Dr. Vallejo. But doctor, thank you so much for spending uh, an hour of your time tonight. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And it was so nice to connect and see you in person. And um, thank you guys for listening. And um, I'm looking forward to your other episodes as well. Thank you, Doc. Have a good night. Night.